Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Welcome to today's broadcast. It's great to see you guys here. JJ, what's going on? Hey. Hey, what's up? So guys, today, now we're going to talk about um, the topic for today. So the topic for today's show is what are the big four negative thoughts that everybody seems to be struggling with and everybody seems to be suffering with that are really holding people back? Um, and, and what can you do to actually bust those and overcome those so that they don't trouble you anymore? They don't plague you anymore? Um, if we can get some of this banged out today, Jane, I think that will really get people moving forward into the new year into a, into a great place. Yeah, I think that's great. By the way, Alfonso saying hi. I know. I see that. <laughs> it's good to have a fan club when it's, it's your husband. Fan club. Yes. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> Alfonso's Jane's husband, guys. So we're going to bust some limiting beliefs for Alfonso too. Yeah. Like, you better um, be tuning in only, and taking notes. Yeah. Like I can only spend so much on my wife's Christmas gift. Um, I can only do so many chores around the house. I can only do so many chores around the house. Yeah. We're going to bust. I mean, you want me to make every meal for you, you oh, know? Those are all good beliefs, actually. Yeah, when are you actually, <laughs> going to make something for me? When do I get to? When do I get to to taste Jane's cooking? For crying out loud! I don't know that you want to. I probably don't. No. I like to leverage that stuff out. <laughs> Unless you want a salad, I, I, I do healthy food. Nah, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, I didn't think so. I, I'll take like fried chicken or something. Anyway, yeah. Um, you got to see so Adrian for that. The first, yeah, apparently. Um, <laughs> so the first guys, the first thing that we see people doing all the time is playing what we call the competition game. Now, I want you guys to think about this. And if you're joining us live, go ahead and you know respond to this in the comments. But how much time do you spend worrying about the other people in your space? Yeah. You know, are you in a space where there are other people that have been there longer, that have more money, that are more established, that uh, you know have been doing this longer? Maybe they have more certifications. Maybe they have more letters after their name. Whatever it is. Is this something that you guys worry about where you're comparing yourselves to other people and you don't know whether or not you should even get into this because, oh, there's already so many people there? I mean, we hear this a lot, right, Jane? Yeah, I think that this is the biggest belief. I guess I'm going to think all of them are really the the top beliefs, but the 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 competition or comparing or just staying online and looking at everybody's websites and what is everybody else doing? And am I going to be, you know, am I able to do that too is a big, big roadblock for a lot of people. Yeah. And it was for me too, in the beginning, because especially like, look, if you're in a, if you're in a, we have a lot of clients that are in, you know, the relationship space. We have a lot of clients that are in health. Yeah. We have a lot of clients that are in business coaching. I mean, these are not like, these are crowded spaces, but nevertheless, we're able to help our clients bust through that belief and thrive in those spaces. I and mean, we have people in some really crowded spaces like fitness. Um, fitness is probably like the most crowded space that there is, but we have people who are just crushing it in fitness right now. And part of the reason why is because we've shown them how to beat their competition and then they don't have to worry about their competition. But if you allow that fear of your competition to paralyze you, like you're not even going to get started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the big thing is that if you're looking at everyone else, instead of looking at the value that you want to provide, the difference that you want to make, the impact that you want to make, it'll just prevent you from getting started. And here's the truth of the matter. We can talk a little bit about belief busting probably at the end of today's yeah. uh, of show or also we could do a whole show on that really on belief busting. But um, the biggest thing is looking at that and going, this is a belief, you know, if this is keeping me from getting started, that other people are are better than me, or that I'm comparing myself to others, if it's preventing you from getting started, you have to take a look at it, and really focus on what is your value. And remember that what you see online, you know, isn't always the truth. And I'm saying that from a, you know, being a part of 
a, a mission of a marketing, uh, you know, a marketing coaching company, but there's too much of like comparing yourself by looking at what's happening on, you know, Facebook or Instagram or, you know, any place like that. I saw, um, a funny video actually this morning, somebody sent over to me, which was, uh, you know, these moms all talking about like what really goes on in their head. And they, they were, it, it's so funny, actually, it just dawned on me. They were comparing themselves to like, oh my gosh, so-and-so, she must be a great mom because I see what she's doing with her kids all day long on Instagram and she's doing this and you're doing that. And we do that in our own businesses <laughs> is that we compare our lives, our business and what we're doing with like what's happening there. And so you don't want to keep like, look at that and use that as a reason to not get started because you're either brand new or you think that someone else is ahead of you in the game. So first of all, guys, just a couple things I want to say. Number one, if you are thinking about going into a space and it's absolutely free of competition, that's not a good thing. Most no. of the time that means that you're, you've got, you know, you're trying to sell something no one wants. So if I'm thinking about going into a new market or thinking about going into a new space and I see some competitors there, that's actually really good news, especially if I see some successful competitors there because it means there's money to be made there. So when you guys are thinking about, you know, if you, if you knew, know that you were, that you could put together an amazing fitness program, an amazing relationship program, or, you know, you could have a brilliant law firm or a brilliant accounting firm or whatever it is, like, you know, these are good spaces because people are in there right now making fortunes, fortunes. Yeah. And, you know, you should look at that as something that reassures you and makes you go, oh man, I could, I could be a part of that. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is like, like Jane mentioned, People are bullshitting, guys. People are bullshitting, okay? I mean, I can tell you this. I see this in the in the, in the coaching space all the time where mm -hmm. people are just straight up lying about their income claims or people are straight up lying about the results their clients are getting or people are, you know, so so many, many times when you pull back the curtain and you really look at what's going on in someone's business, the reality of it is very, very different than what they're presenting to the world. And you guys should be very like hyper, hyper aware of that, that if you're looking at one of your competitors and they seem to have it all together, I guarantee you there's something that they're doing wrong. And one of the things that I do is I'm very, very aware of not just my own, you know, flaws. I think there's probably one or two. I don't know. But I don't know if my, there's that just, many. I, if, the, if that. <laughs> flaws, but I'm very, very aware of exactly what my competitors weak spots are just because I want to know that. So, so just understand, guys, that number one, competition is a good thing. And, and, and then finally, the last thing I want to say is that competition is there to keep you on your toes. If we didn't have any competitors, if we didn't have anyone else in the space, I can, I can tell you that I would not work as hard. I would not push myself as hard. It's because there's other people here and, and, and because I want to be out front and get the best results and be the leader of the pack and have the most successful program out there that I push myself as hard as I do. So competition can be a fantastic, fantastic thing for you guys. It's actually, I think, a really, really good sign if you have some competitors. Yeah. So let's also talk about like, and, and what we're going to do, guys, is we can talk about some of these, uh, some of these beliefs as we go and, and how, to, how to deal with them. But uh, the next belief we see all the time is I'm not worthy. So everybody has this. Like you cannot be a human being and not somewhere in there have this belief that I'm not good enough. Yeah. You know, it's like everybody has this belief that I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough. And it it can pop its little, you know, ugly tentacles out at you if you're not careful, because it's a constant thing that you have to, to be managing and under stress or in moments of uncertainty or if you're going to do something new, it's normal that that's going to pop up. You know, you want to have tools so that when it's coming up, you see that, you know what, this isn't actually, you know, me as where I am right now saying I'm not enough or I'm, you know, I'm not worthy. It's a pattern really from the past. It's a decision that you made from the past. And it's also just something that all human beings do at, from time to time. But the key is, is that if you're living in the belief of I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. It will absolutely keep you from taking action. And so you want to be able to acknowledge, hey, this isn't me. This is this belief that I have coming up. And sometimes just noticing that you're in a pattern, a human condition kind of pattern can give you some relief of it because it's not it's not really you. Everyone has that at their core. 
at their core, they'll in in a lot of people once you you work on it or you move through it or you notice it and the more confident you come, it becomes smaller and smaller. But just know that it's something you can move through and pass, but you don't have to live there. You do not have to live in I'm not enough or I'm not worthy. That's a really amazing distinction, Jane, because to think about that, we, we see these people that we admire and look up to, you know, whatever it is that we're trying to do, there's, you know, usually people that have gotten there first or that are doing really well. And you think to themselves, well, do, do they have the same doubt and fear that I do? You know, I bet, I bet you, you know, like, I bet you, I don't know, I bet you the, you know, Dwayne Johnson, like the movie star or whatever, like never wakes up and is like, oh, I'm not in good enough shape. I guarantee you he wakes up feeling that way every single day. And that's why he goes to the gym and that's why he works out and that's why he hustles so hard. So when you have these moments of self-doubt, it's just amazing that you pointed this out that, that even the most incredible, heroic, accomplished people on the planet, they wake up feeling self-doubt every day just like you do. They wake up feeling fear every day just like you do. They get overwhelmed just like you do. The issue is whether or not they're living there, like you said, or yeah. whether or not they've they've got the skills and mental kind of abilities to to push through it and not let it stall them out. Yeah. It's interesting how this belief also just feeds right into the comparison or competitive game, you know, that we were just talking about because you, we can loop between it. You know, I know for myself, you know, I used to years ago go, why would someone want to listen to me when they can listen to Tony Robbins or, you know, he's an expert in psychology and why would anyone want to work with me if they can work with Tony Robbins? And one of the things that I really had to get is that I have a unique voice, you mm -hmm. know, and I have a different way of coaching somebody than Tony Robbins or anybody else mm -hmm. would. And so really declaring your own worth, your own unique voice, your impact, deciding what that is, declaring it as true, and then starting taking action to get that message out into the world does such a, 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 a good service to your own confidence in terms of what you can and cannot accomplish. But it really starts with that resolve of believing, coming up with what are the beliefs? What do I need to believe about my message, about what I do so that you can move out of this silly, silly thing that you're not worthy because the world needs you. They need your voice. They need your impact. They need your contribution. You have no idea what you will say to someone that will make their day or make their year or transform their life. At the end of the day, it's not about you at all, is it? At the no. end of the day, it's about who are the people that need you and who are the people that that need your help. And for me, that's what that's what gets me through. Like when I'm thinking about myself, like, oh God, can I do this? You know. So like, so I'll give you an example. Like when when we a couple of months ago in August, um, we actually did our our first live event. Like, which is mm. crazy because we've got this, you know, this huge business and we, we you know, we, we've got this great coaching company that we've built. It's growing really fast and all these um, all these amazing things. But I had never really spoken on stage before. And I got invited to go on stage and speak at um, Keith Yackey's Amplify Live event. And that morning, I was nervous as hell. And I just sat there for a second and just reminded myself, look, it's not about me at all. It's yeah. about these people in the audience who are following strategies that don't work, who are undercharging, who are not making the kind of impact that they should be making. So like, who cares about me and my nervousness? I'm just going to get up there and serve the hell out of them. And if I screw up, I screw up, but whatever. It's not about me. It's about them. And right. the moment I sort of passed through to that and focused on the person in front of me and the people in front of me, I wasn't nervous at all. And I was just because it wasn't about me anymore. So you guys that are out there and you're going, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can have a high ticket offer. I don't know if I'm qualified. I don't know if I'm certified. Whatever it is, it's like, just stop. <laughs> it's not about you. Right now, there are people that need your help. They don't need Jane's help. They don't need my help. They don't need some other guy's help. They need you because you're going to speak to them in a way that only you can. You're going to put a spin on things that only you can put on it and no one else can do that. Only you can do that. So get your attention off of yourself and just focus on serving the hell out of these people and you really can't go wrong. Yeah, we've talked about that in many different shows about it's not about you, right? It, it, it's we get in stress, we get upset, we go down a yucky rabbit hole every time 
we start focusing so much on ourselves and how we feel and how it's infecting us. And, you know, whether it's, it's not fair. It reminds me of uh, like a little kid, you know, like if you can kind of make fun of it, it helps your beliefs a lot. So for me, when I notice that my focus is in on me and how I feel and how it's affecting me, if I, I make fun of it and, and, and look at it in terms of like a little kid, like a, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Remember that girl? Like, I want to, I want to, I want to Oompa Loompa. And I want it now, right? (laughs) It's like, that's kind of what that comes from. If my focus is only on me and not on service, that's how I make fun of it. (laughs) I want to Oompa Loompa. You know, it's funny because like, I love that. Like you make fun of it. You go like, oh, really? That that's the voice that's coming up. Mark said something on our call the other day where he was like, um, his, his, his sort of affirmation. is don't be a little bitch. Like he's like, oh, I was thinking about cheating on my diet. And then I said, oh, you know what? Don't be a little bitch. I wasn't going to go work out. And I said, oh, don't be a little bitch. And I was like, I've been doing that. And it's like, it's really cool. Like where I'm, I'm like, oh, I didn't feel like working out. And I was like, you know what? Don't be a little bitch. Okay, fine. I'm going to go work out. You know? It's, it's just, so Mark. I love it's so it. Mark, right? But you have these like tactics and, and, and just little, little reminders to keep yourself like, look, no, I don't need to be weak. I don't need to believe that I'm not worthy. I can go out there and I can make a difference and I can make an impact. And the only thing holding me back is fear. So mm-hmm. screw it. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do it. You know? Yep. Yeah. So. I love that. I'm, I'm going to start using that too. And I, but I can't, <laughs> nobody tell Mark because no, no, if, no, no, no. if we say, listen, it, do not give Mark any credit for this. Yeah, because if Mark knows I'm actually using a phrase that he came up with, he'll keep rubbing it in my face. He thinks he's my guru. Mark thinks he's James Guru. Yeah. yeah. I let him believe that. Let, we, let him that. we let him yeah. believe that. We let him. So then the other thing we see all the time is toxic money beliefs. And mm. this is something we see a lot, especially for those of you guys that are in any kind of like spiritual space or you know, help me out. Like the people that are in like holistic stuff or spiritual stuff or mindset stuff. Yeah. There's two types of this. Like, so one of the, the toxic money beliefs is like, I shouldn't be charging for this. Right. You know? And so that's, so that's one of them. And we see it tends to come up with people. Um, and you said spiritual and that's, they they think it's unspiritual to make money sometimes, right? Like it's ungodly or unspiritual. And I'm, you know, being selfish if I'm charging for this. And, um, I can understand psychology wise, intellectual, why someone would come up with that belief. But the problem is, is that it doesn't serve you. And the truth is it doesn't serve any other, anyone else. So having this belief that this, you know, I shouldn't be charging for it, honestly, if you don't charge for your message, most of the time, you're not going to make the impact that you really want to make. Yeah. No, you're not. You're not at all. Well, what, what really blew this belief up for me, um, and, and I, I was lucky enough that I just didn't, I didn't have a lot of that programming like from my childhood and stuff. Um, my dad pretty much told me um, that no matter what, I was going to have to figure out how to, how to make money. Like I just, I had a completely different set of like life lessons when I was a kid. I mean, so, so none of the Rafinos know how to fix anything and people don't realize this. Like, I don't know how to fix anything. I know this. I don't know how to build anything. I don't know how to make anything. And so my dad was like, Russ, you know, when you grow up, you better, you better make some money. Cause if something breaks in your house, you're going to have to be able to pay some money to fix it. (laughs) That's why you and Ryan became friends. So he could, Ryan can fix anything. Right. So, um, yeah, so, but anyway, what, what really blew this up for me in a, in a, in a big way was realizing what money actually is and money is just a measure of the value that you're creating mm-hmm. in the world. Money is just a measure of the value that you're creating in the world. If I create a workshop or an offer that's worth $5,000 worth of value and I provide that value to 20 people. I'm making $100,000 and that's all that it is. And so people ask me all the time, the more successful clients on a man gets. And I mean, I think, I think we're, we're, what are we like eight and a half million or 9 million or something so far this year? I don't think that's counting this month. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But wherever we're at, people ask me all the time, like Russ, when, when is it going to be enough? you know, like how much money is enough? At what point are you going to say, Hey, screw it. I've made enough. You know, we're just going to stay at this level and not try to grow. And for me, it's like, that's never going to happen because it's never about enough. It's not about enough. It's about it's how just many like people it's not- are we serving and how that's big right. of an impact are we making? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and, and that's what it's about. And it's like for us to get to, you know, uh, $20 million a year or a hundred million dollars a year, it just means that we're making that much bigger of an impact for more people. And it's like, I'll do that all day long. That's going to get me out of bed. You know, today it's going to get me out of bed when I'm 70. It just is like, this is what we do and we love it. And so it's not about, you know, some arbitrary number, like hitting some number, even if we're setting financial goals, we're always looking at those financial goals in terms of how much of an impact do we have to make to get that. So money is just a measure of the value that you're creating in the world. And the more you start to see things that way, the more, instead of getting, you know, bitter or resentful about how much money you have or having negative beliefs like, oh, if I charge this much, or if I do this, or if I do that, it really just becomes about how can I create more value in the world? Yeah. And that's such a more powerful question than how can I make more money? Yeah. It's, it, I think the other part is not only do people not believe that they can charge for it, but like you're saying is they hit like a ceiling of how much they think that they can make. You know, right. Mark talks about this all of the time is that you get to a point where you think, okay, well, I'm making a hundred thousand dollars a year and a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's great. Good right. income. You know, but if you believe, if you kind of stop there because you feel like, you know, this is all I can do and it's hard to break through that barrier, that's when you know it's a belief. Yeah. Yeah. That you hit the ceiling. And then what happens is you get to a certain amount of success. And if, if your psychology can only hold that amount of success, that's the only amount of success you will have. Yeah. And that's when you have to do some belief work so you can break through that psychology and that mindset so that you can get to the next level. Because the truth is the strategies to make maybe $100,000 in this business and the the strategies to make 200, half a million, a million dollars a year in this business doesn't have to be all that different. No. But the psychology does have to be different. And we find that time and time again, you know, we were just working with our Millionaire Alliance group in Hawaii. Um, our Millionaire Alliance group is a group of amazing business entrepreneurs that come together to work with us for a year. They commit to a year to work with us uh, to take their own business to a million dollars. And the big part of what we work on with them over and over again is their psychology and their leadership because yeah. they have to build their beliefs around money and psychology and leadership so that they can bust through their ceiling to get to the next level that they need to get to. Yeah. So beliefs, you know, they're going to affect every single part of your business. This is the deal. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's super critical. And, and sometimes these beliefs can sneak up on you without you realizing it where, you know, for some people it's, um, you know, if their parents make X and, and, and now they finally got in their business to the point where they're making more than their parents, sometimes that freaks people out or yes. threshold, an internal threshold where you didn't even realize you had it, where you're comfortable making $50,000 a year. But then when you get to a hundred thousand dollars a year, all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, I feel this anxiety and I don't know where it's coming from. And or I'm afraid to tell people, you yeah, know, we get that people. all the time. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't tell people that I'm making more in a month that they make in a year because they're uncomfortable or what will they think about them? They're worried about what people think about them because they're making that much money. Yeah. So it's yeah. interesting. It's like we have beliefs that stand in the way to make that money. And then we start making that money. Then there's a whole other set of beliefs that kind of come into play around it too, because you want to hide it. You don't want people to know, you don't want people to judge you. You know, but all of that can bring you back down. If you make just $55,000 a year in the United States, you're in the top 1% of income earners worldwide. So Hmm. like there's all this stuff about, oh, you know, you're in the 1% or whatever. I'm not saying you're in the top 1% of the United States, but you're in the top 1% of humanity. So it's like, you just have to look at that reframe and go, wait a minute. You know, I'm already at the point where I'm an incredibly blessed place. Mm-hmm. I'm an incredibly fortunate to be in this country. Um, I'm incredibly, you know, fortunate to, to be in a, in, a, in a, living in a time period where we can even impact people in this way. I mean, my God, like just 50 years ago, you couldn't do any of the stuff we do now. So this is not something to be, to, to feel bad about. This is an opportunity to serve the world in a bigger, powerful, more wonderful way, which ultimately that's what clients on demand is about helping people do. Yeah. 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 It, it's, I love that you said the blessed. Cause that's the big thing that we always talk about too, is wherever you are, you have to get that you're blessed for right where you are and be grateful for right where you are. And then just take a real good, honest look at what are the beliefs that are still holding me 
back from being where I ultimately want to be, where I can impact more people. So I just want to make sure as we're going through these that everyone hears that these beliefs aren't wrong, right? It's it, it's not that they're wrong. There's no judgment about it. They just kind of are what they are. Yeah, and if your beliefs are not making you feel good, then it's time to take a look at it and get some new ones because it's all what you make them, <laughs> you true. know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the fourth one we wanted to mention, guys, and this is something this is we, in, like talking about beliefs that that tend to they're not there in the beginning, but they come up as soon as you get successful is, is this one, which is that this won't last. Yeah, we see this with our top clients all the time, Ooh, all the time, all the time, which which surprised the hell out of me because I thought, God, you know, I'm so naive. I thought to myself, well, once we get once we get people to like, you know, 80K a month, 100K a month, their business is humming along. Everything is cool. I thought then they'll finally have some certainty mm. and, and some and some confidence where they'll they'll be a little bit, you know, like stronger or tougher or however you want to call it. But the truth is that for so many people, the more successful they get, a lot of the time that anxiety builds because they think it's not going to last. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that is the just being having this fear around it that, oh, I've, I've done it this one time. I must have been lucky. This must have been just luck. Like there's no way I can do this over and over again. And what happens again, it's like that ceiling of, of your money beliefs. This is kind of the same thing. If you're always questioning whether it's going to last, you want to ask yourself, does that create more certainty or less certainty, right? It's going to create less certainty if you're constantly questioning it because that question will induce doubt. Yeah. It'll induce doubt. And when you're in an emotional state of doubt, you have a real hard time being resourceful and making smart, intelligent business decisions. Yeah. Things that you've already mastered, you start messing up because you're creating doubt. And what happens if you have doubt in one area, if you're not careful, you it starts leaking. <laughs> it leaks <laughs> to all the different areas. You know, if you have you know, doubt of whether it's going to last. It leaks over into your enrollment conversations. If you have doubt about what it's going to last, it leaks over to your ability to lead your team. If you have doubts about whether this is going to last, somehow it leaks over into your funnel. It just does. Mm -hmm. It just does. Um, and you really ultimately want to get yourself to a place where that just doesn't exist anymore. Like that belief just doesn't exist anymore. You know, that would never come up with us. Like any problem that, that we would never say is it's last. It would always be like, oh, what else would we have to create? Like at, at this point in your life, Russ, there's no doubt, I don't think, left in you around like, am I going to be successful? Am I going to be able to make a, an impact? Because, it, you know, if Facebook crashed tomorrow, you'd find a way. We'd find a way, right. You'd find a way. Especially, and especially because I have you guys where – there's so much skill and so much power on our team that like, I think, I mean, we could, we could have a taco stand and it would be like the most successful taco stand in the space. Like, you know, like, yeah. you know, and, 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 and those, those beliefs, um, they actually create your reality. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing that like, and I don't want to like get woo woo or anything like that because that's definitely not what this is about. But I can tell you right now that what I experience in our business is absolutely a reflection of what's going on with me internally at yeah. any given time. Where if I'm filled with fear and I'm filled with doubt, that will get reflected right back to me. It'll right. get reflected right back. And yeah. it'll show up as people not wanting to enroll. It'll show up, you know, and, and this is what I'm trying to say, guys, is that beliefs are contagious. Mm -hmm. If you have negative beliefs, your clients are going to reflect those beliefs right back to you. If you believe that, uh, that, that, you can't, you know, your, your price is too high. Guess what your clients are going to believe. If you, right, if you believe that you can't get people great results, guess what your clients are going to believe. They're going to believe that too. So each one of us is like a little radio tower that's constantly broadcasting out to the world, these beliefs that we have and other people go and they pick them up on them and they, re they reflect them right back to us. And yeah. At the end of the day, when you change your beliefs, everything in your life changes too. And it took yeah. me a long time to really get that. But now that I get it, 
Jane's right. I feel like there's nothing I can't achieve because it starts with changing this. Well, you just have that as like a, that's your global belief. Like that, that is like on top of and overreaching every single thing. And so, you know, you guys, you want to think of your beliefs. They're the filters of your world. It's very similar to if you put on a pair of sunglasses with green lenses and you look through those sunglasses, the world looks green. <laughs> you take those sunglasses off and you put on a pair of pink sunglasses, the world looks rosy. And your beliefs are the same way. If you're walking around with beliefs around money that there's not enough of it, you will see a whole lot of not enough of it. If you're walking around with, I'm not good enough, I don't know if I can serve people at this high of level, that's how you are going to see the world. And it will consistently create doubt in your ability to make a real impact. It, it just does. And so I think if we want to move on to some of the things that are going to help you move through these beliefs, number one is you have to just start noticing that it is a belief. It is a belief. Our whole entire life is made up of beliefs, your perceptions of how you see the world. And those beliefs are shaped by, you know, of course, they're shaped by growing up. They're shaped by your environment. Um, they're shaped by your your external environment, like the people that you hang around, the places that you live. But more importantly, they're also they're conditioned and they stay there because of your internal environment. So the internal conversations that you have with yourself every single day. Most of us do not realize, but we are always talking to yourself. And if you just said to yourself, what? I don't talk to myself. That's the voice I'm talking about. You're always talking to yourself. You're always checking in and having these conversations. And so one of the things you want to start noticing is that if you're feeling like you have an internal guidance system. And if you're feeling bad, really check in and ask yourself, what's going on here? What am I focusing on? And once you get clear about that, you can really unravel and look at it in terms of, is this a belief that's serving me or is it a belief that is having me feel yucky? Mm. And these show up everywhere. You know, just even if you want to take a simple example, even in relationship, I remember coaching coaching someone around their relationship or they wanted to be in a relationship and they just kept saying over and over again, there's no good men left my age. There's no good men. There's no good men left my age. And so she went around the world like there's no good men. And you know what? Sure enough, she would date no good men. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like that's what she just kept doing. And so your beliefs, you want to think of your beliefs like as a table. So this is how you see the world. And if you have this belief that, you know, I'm never going to have an abundance lifestyle, you will start collecting evidence for this. Mm. evidence and those evidence pieces are like, Oh, look at my bank account. I don't have enough money or look, I've only ever gotten two clients at a time or I've right, whatever it is. And those become the, the legs to your table. It holds up those beliefs and we collect evidence. But the problem is, is we look at that evidence and we think that that evidence is true, mm. Right. So you can look at your bank account. And you go, yes, it's true. I only have, you know, a thousand dollars in the bank. That's true. You only have a thousand dollars in your bank. But what's true doesn't mean that that is forever. And that's the hard. That's the, where people get stuck is looking at right now and thinking that that's the truth and that's the truth forever. So as hard as it may seem, but really looking at someone, something and saying, is this a belief that I have and get clarity on that? You know, is it true? You know, Byron Katie has some great work around belief changes. Mm -hmm. And one of the best things that she just asks is, is it true? Is this belief true? Do I know with a hundred percent certainty that this is true? And most of the time, there's no way you can say that. Yeah. And most of the time it isn't. So what, what really made it was a big shift for me, Jane, was when I, when, when I really internalized this idea that your what's going on in your life is, is a reflection of what's going on in here. Mm. When I would see things like, okay, well, my bank account doesn't have enough money in it, or this thing is happening or that thing is happening. We, we, we tend to see those things as a cause, but really, if you think about it, that's just an effect. 
Mm. The fact that you have a thousand dollars in the bank account, that's just the echo. The effect, yes. Uh, the effect, the echo mm-hmm. of yesterday. The stuff that you were doing last week or the week before, the week before that, that's the that's what produced that effect. But if you do something different and you believe differently and you think differently, the effect is going to be different too. So then you can sit there and go, well, why don't I choose to believe something else? Why don't I choose to do something else? And that's the choice that's at the root of all successful people is that they choose in a way to sort of not disregard what's going on around them, but don't give it more importance than it deserves. Yeah. Circumstances. So I'm not happy with my circumstances. So I'm going to change the way that I think and I'm going to change the way that I act. And I know that my circumstances will change too. And that's the way that we think about everything at COD, where whenever we set a goal, we say, okay, great. We've been doing things a certain way and it's producing a certain revenue level or a certain result for our clients or a certain whatever. If we want to take that to the next level and make it even better, what can we do differently to create that? So yeah. the fact that we're right here today isn't nearly as important as where we're going to go tomorrow because we understand, hey, we just have to change a couple things and boom, we can get there. I love that you distinguish this because most people go about it differently. They'll say, I will believe it when I see it. Yes. Right. So it's like, you know, I will believe I'm abundant when I have X amount of dollars in the bank. I will believe that I'm meant to serve people when I have a hundred clients. I will, you know, and it's all dependent upon, upon their results. Mm -hmm. Instead of you, it's like so backwards. And I get that it, feels hard to do, but it really is simple, is that you have to have the belief first. And I promise you, it'll get easier and easier the more you work at it. But it has to be an intentional conversation that you're having with yourself and starting to notice every time you're breaking through it. Because now it's just it's just not even an issue. You know, these these type of beliefs anywhere. And it's not like we're not human. We all have our own stuff that comes up and our beliefs and times that we go, oh, my gosh, I'm stuck in this one belief. I'm stuck in. It's hard, you know, to be healthy and, you know, work at my desk. I'm stuck in. You know, we all get stuck in certain behaviors. But the key is, is noticing that it's a belief and it's not the truth gives you so much freedom. Guys, that's so important what she just said. I mean, literally what she just said is like the key to life because as long as you're constrained by what you see around you every day, you're not going to change what that world looks like, are you? And if you think about anyone who's ever achieved anything incredible, nobody tapped them on the shoulder and told them that they could do it. You know, God didn't come down from heaven and stamp like, like on Arnold Schwarzenegger's, you know, forehead. Like when Arnold Schwarzenegger was like doing whatever the hell he was doing in Austria when he was a kid, like herding goats or whatever the hell they were doing. Like God didn't come down from heaven and stamp him on the forehead and say, Hey, you're going to be a movie star one day. So you should uh, move to America and get famous for lifting weights and then become a movie star and then marry a Kennedy and then become a, and then become a politician. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it doesn't work that way. He had to see that first. But if he had looked at what was going on around him, the obstacles that he would have seen would have been more real to him than his own personal power. He would have said to himself, well, I can't speak English, so I can't do that. Or I only live in Austria, so I can't do that. Or I'm a skinny kid, so I can't get into this shape. I can't be Mr. Universe, whatever it might be. It's because he knew enough to disregard his present reality or at least not maybe to disregard it. But again, just to say, hey, look, this is where I am today, but that's not where I'm going to be tomorrow. What do I have to do to get to where I want to be tomorrow? And that was more real to him than what was going on today. That's why he was able to achieve things. And that is true of every single successful person you'll ever think of is that they weren't constrained by the limitations that were around them. They got there in their mind first and did what it took and believed what it took in order to make it real. I love this. And we even followed the same silly example is he chose what to believe. You know, if he looked at only his circumstances, like you said, he would have, he probably wouldn't have gotten anywhere, but instead, like maybe he wasn't stamped on the forehead, but he probably saw something and we make meanings. Mm -hmm. Something happens and we give it a meeting. This happens. It means this, this happens. It means that this happens. It means this, this doesn't happen. It means this. We are meaning making machines as humans. That's what life is. We make meanings, attach it to every single thing. But here's the cool part. You get to decide what it means, but your beliefs will help filter the meanings you're attached 
to anything that comes across your path. Mm -hmm. Your beliefs will become the filter to any of the meanings. So while somebody might look at something and say, oh gosh, I grew up without a lot of money. It means it's gonna be really, really hard to make it in life. That could be a completely logical re belief somebody would come up to, a perfectly logical meaning they attach to it. But another person might mean, you know what? Because I didn't grow up with anything, I am so driven. I am more driven than anyone else. I am gonna be so successful because I know what it's like to come from nothing and there is no way I'm gonna fail. And you can choose either one of those psychology, but what you gotta get is, is a choice. It's it the meanings choice, that you're guys. attaching to it. It's the meanings you're attaching to it. And if there's one thing we want you to take away from this conversation is that that's, that's really the key to all of this stuff is what meaning are you giving to things? Are you, are you, are you, are you choosing to, to make things mean that you can't do it? You know, now, just to use another example for Arnold. This, I just read about this the other day. So it's, it's like fresh in my mind. He was actually pretty well off before he became a movie star. And the reason why was because when he moved out here with his friend, Franco Colombo, and they were both like these foreign dudes, they're both from Europe. They're both like, you know, lifting weights and stuff in Venice Beach. They needed to make money, right? So they wanted to create a bricklaying company because they knew how to do some bricklaying, right? And so they were sitting there going like, well, you know, who's going to hire us? Like, we're the, we barely speak English. Like, you know, like, why would they hire us instead of these people that have been doing business in the bricklaying industry for a while? And so what he decided to do was position themselves as authentic European bricklayers <laughs> using, using the authentic <laughs> European bricklaying technique. He knew marketing. He, yes. And he actually ended up, he, well, he went out there and he charged like double what everyone else was charging. And then, you know, when they showed up with their like thick Austrian accents or whatever, people were like, oh man, these guys are the real deal. They're for and, real. Oh, yeah. get the European guys, because only, you know, the European guys are going to do, you know, they're going to do a better job or whatever, you know? So, you know, again, it's, it's just taking that, that fact. The fact is the guy's European. The fact is the guy barely speaks English. How can I take that and meet, make it mean something different so that it turns into a win for me instead of being a limitation? That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love I love those stories. I, I know, love those amazing. stories. And then yeah. there was another one where there's this woman wanted her, her chimney torn down and she had this brick chimney and this guy wanted to charge her like $5,000 or something to tear down the chimney. So Arnold or whatever was so strong, or I think it might've been his buddy Franco. They just got there and they just pushed the chimney over and then the whole thing just toppled over. And then what they did is they took all the bricks and then they went out there, took the old bricks and they went out there and resold them as refurbished. No, as authentic vintage bricks. They were vintage bricks because they had been used, you know, they were vintage bricks from the 1920s. You can't get bricks like this. You anymore. can't get this anywhere. These, yeah. are, these are the best bricks anyone ever saw and they sold the bricks for like way more than they would sell brand new bricks for so it's just like there's always a way to win there's always a way to assign a, a positive meaning to something and when you do that you just get so much more resourceful you get so much more done and it, it really is the key to being successful and i've never met a single successful person in my entire freaking life that didn't work hard every day at developing that skill mm, nobody comes that. out you know nobody's born that way it takes daily work you guys mm -mm. daily mm -mm. But the cool thing is too is the more that you you work on it the intention around it and work sounds like it's hard right like hard work is actually pushing down that chimney like that's hard work laying bricks right it's not hard work to just focus on your psychology for five to ten minutes today it's not hard work it's just something you got to do. It has to be something that's part of your ritual. And what's really cool about that is if you do that daily, you start to make different decisions. Mm -hmm. You start to take different action mm -hmm. and your life starts shifting. And then all of a sudden your identity starts to grow and it becomes actually less and less hard to focus on your greatness because now you're seeing it in action. Yes. Now you're seeing it unfold. So it actually becomes easier it becomes easier. And I got this question the other day. It was so funny. Yesterday, we're having our Millionaire Alliance call. And three of them asked me, well, how long do I have to do it until I see a result? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. The mindset stuff? <laughs> yeah. They're like, Forever. they're like, yeah, but they're like, but they were like, well, if, if, if I do this for 20 days, like how many enrollments am I going to get? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're new to the group. 
No, but uh, you know, it, it's never done. You know, oh, I, we're choosing I about it. It's shit. never done. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I, you know, I, I, I have a pretty good amount of money in the bank right now. I have to do this stuff every <laughs> single day. I have to choose resourceful thoughts. I have to set big goals. I have to work on my beliefs. You know, if we're going to try to do something new, I have to look, you know, hey, do I have all these doubts and fears around this or do I feel pretty good about it? You know, right. can I move forward or do I have to do some work? You know, whatever. But it never stops, guys, because the natural tendency of people is to be weak. It's to get weak. Like, it's just like, if you don't, if you never work out, you're not going to be strong, you know? And, and I don't care if you're, if you're super buff right now and you're incredibly strong, but then you stopped working out tomorrow, a year from now, you're going to be weak again because mm -hmm. that's the natural tendency. So it's just, you got to develop that habit and build it like a muscle. But the cool thing that happens is that just like when you work out, you can eventually lift and lift and lift more and more in the gym. When you work out this you can accomplish stuff and, and stuff that seems magical to regular people will just be your new normal. Yeah. You know, when you cross that $10,000 barrier, most people would kill to make $10,000 a month, but that can just be your new normal, you know? And then the same thing with 50 a month and then, you know, a hundred a month and, you know, and a million a month, like, you know, we we've gotten to that level and now it's basically like our new normal, yeah. you know, a, a year ago we, we would have, you know, we were struggling to get to, I don't know, 300,000 a month or 400,000 a month. Now we're at like a million a month. And if we ever had a month where we got, where we went down to 400,000, I would be freaking out. And so would you, you know, because it's, that, 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 <laughs> then we would we'd get resourceful and we would fix it. But the point is, is like, you get stronger and you build this momentum where it's like a freight train and now you can do more and you can have more and you can impact more people and you can make a bigger difference and you can, you know, but it all starts with you deciding to shift those beliefs that you have and then making a daily practice out of it. Yeah. That's yeah. the key. That's where it all starts guys. So I have an invitation for all of you. So the first one is to ask yourself, my invitation is to do this homework. So number one, you want to ask yourself, what is one of the top beliefs that is standing in your way from having the business that you desire? what would be the number one belief? It might be something related to these top four beliefs that we spoke about, and maybe it's something else. But I think that you can identify it just by having this conversation about what a belief is. What is a filter? What is a thought that consistently comes up for you and that's standing in your way? And write it down. The second step is you want to ask yourself, what is this belief or thought costing me? What is it costing me? Because here's the thing, like I said, beliefs, they're not right, they're not wrong, they just have a consequence. They just have a consequence. Are they getting you to where you wanna go? Are they making you feel good? Or are they stopping you from being where you wanna be? And does it consistently make you feel bad? And if it does, the consequences of that is you're not making right choices. How is it specifically keeping your life and your business exactly the way it is? How is it getting in the way of your relationships? How is it getting in the way of your ability to lead? How is it getting in the way from your ability to make smart decisions, to talk to the right clients, to make the real impact that you wanna make with your clients? Spend some time here and really get the cost of this belief. And then I want you to ask yourself, the third question is what would life be like without this thought or belief? And then that's where you wanna play with. Like what would happen if this belief wasn't here? How would my life be different? What would be in it? What decisions would I be making? What would my life really look like? And then the next question that you wanna ask is what would be a new thought, a new belief that I could replace this with? And then write that down. So if you go through that process, I promise you, you will start to see some relief from that crazy belief that's standing in your way. Here's the good news. I don't know if you guys know this, but here at Clients on Demand, we spend a lot of time working on your mindset. So people come into our programs all of the time and they think it's all about strategy. They think it's all about marketing and tactics and tools. And it's a lot about that. I mean, it's a lot about that because you need that. But here's the deal. If you have all of those things and your mindset is not straight, you are still going to run into problems. And that's why I've taken over the world. I'm just kidding. That's why Russ brought me here is because he saw that being a major obstacle. So not only when you come and work with our team, are you going to get all of the tactical strategies that you need? 
you're also going to have someone coach you through these beliefs as they come up. So with that being said, if you haven't talked to our team, you should. (laughs) Guys, I mean, look, the clients on the man, we've designed it to be the total package where we're giving you the strategy. We're showing you all the the nitty gritty stuff, the Facebook ads, how to create your first offer, how to enroll people, all those, the, the external things that you need to do. But we also do a ton of work on the internal stuff because it's critical. It's just critical. Without it, you're not going to get results. So we've designed this program to give you both sides of the equation. So if you want to reach out and see if you might be a fit to work with us, then I want to invite you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. You can book a session with our team and it's really simple. It's not a big deal. You get on the phone for about 45 minutes. You can tell us everything that's going on in your business, what's working, what isn't working. And we'll put our heads together. We'll help you come up with a step-by-step game plan to get to where you want to go, to fix what's not working, sure, but then also to take things to the next level. And we've really turned all of this stuff into a results machine, an engine of excellence where not only are our clients hitting their income goals and enrolling the people they want, they're making a huge impact on the world and they're having a hell of a time along the way. I mean, it's fantastic. And all of those success stories that you see people posting online and posting in our Facebook groups and posting in all these places, it all started with that person doing exactly this and booking a call to talk to our team. And even if it's not a fit for us to work together, which it might not be, you're still going to get tremendous value out of this call. And it's going to give you a ton of clarity about what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. So book a call, clientsondemand.com forward slash call. All right, you guys. Jane, thank you so much. That was amazing. It's like, I love coming on and hearing you do your thing and, and, and break down how these mental processes really work and how people can shift these things. Cause it's so important. And, um, I'm blessed to have you on the team and, uh, it's, it's just always great to have you here. So thank you so much. Thank you. I feel very blessed to be part of it. We have so much fun and I feel like we're just, we have this vehicle you know, where it looks like it, like I said, like it's clients on demand. It just looks like it's one thing, but we have this vehicle where we really get to help people and we really get to make a difference. And that's what every single one of our, us are driven by. And I'm so thankful we have an amazing vehicle to do what we love to do. And I thank you for that. Thank you. And, and guys, yeah. by the way, that's what we want to help you guys create too. Yeah. is the same strategy that we've used to build our business. That's exactly what we're going to teach you. It's not going to be any different. We're going to teach you, hey, this is what we do every day. This is what we've used to build almost an eight, pretty close to an eight-figure coaching business. We want to do the same with you. So go yeah. to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. Everybody have a great few days and we will see you on the next show. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.